0: Everybody, um, we have got Rachel Bloom here. uh, Yay! You walked in and you talked about Michelle's titties. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just want to know. Because the last time I saw you, I had big titties. Huge. And that's like your, and we talked on text about having big titties. Yeah. I didn't realize yours weren't real. Yeah. Thank you. No, I I actually, I truly didn't because I. I don't know. They I mean, look well, really no, real. You have R- big titty personality? She totally.
0: does have a big titty personality, but, you know, it's it, real, you know, real, you know, I've lost the concept of real. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. Real relative. Because you've been, you're from out here in California. Yeah. You're a Hollywood girl.
1: I mean, not really. I'm I'm from Manhattan Beach, which sounds fancy because that's where yeah. the billionaires live. Yeah. But when I grew up there, it was much more just like middle class beach bummy. And so, yeah. I, I mean... I remember the first, like, friend's mom I knew who got plastic surgery. Uh-huh. And
0: she had We will fat. call her Heidi. We'll
1: call her Heidi. She had fat taken from her ass, injected into her lips. Hot. Smart. I this woman. I was, you know, I was woman. eight years old. Yeah. And she kept asking me, though. She went, Rachel, do I look like a monkey man? Do <laughs> I look like a monkey man, Rachel? And I was like, I, I don't know. You did this to yourself. I, yeah, I, yeah. And it was a very... And I remember how judgmental my parents were. Uh-huh. So that was not a thing that I was around, but now it is. And I'm like, eh, just whatever makes you happy. I don't know. What, totally. What did your
0: parents say? Were they like, oh, look at her. She thinks she's, she looks like a monkey. Is she what? Why is she doing that? You know what it
1: was? Is It was when she was recovering from the surgery and she kept saying like, oh, I look like a monkey and they're so swollen. I'm in such pain. They were like, yeah, well you did that to yourself.
2: Yeah. So yeah. there's
1: a, there's a, there was a judginess on the, on the, yeah. the surgery.
0: Recovery. What would you have done if you were going to do something?
1: You know, I've actually thought about this. So I have what, what we call Jew bags. Uh-huh. I, have uh-huh. naturally kind, I have natural bags under my eyes. I'm wearing no makeup right now. You can uh-huh. see, and it's the shape of my eye. Yeah, My father has the same thing. And on camera, it means I have to get constant under eye touch-ups. You, you, you wouldn't know, really notice it unless you yeah. pointed it out. But when yeah. it's film lighting, yeah. it's a thing. So I wear, whenever I do film, I, I do like those patches every morning, which is fine. I've gotten used to them. Mm-hmm. But like I thought about I've thought about oh if I got like a filler it would literally make touch ups easier. Mhm. But mm-hmm. but then I was just talking to someone I was up for a role where I played someone older. I was like, "Well, then you could play up the jubags." Right? Yeah. So you
0: could. I, yeah. You know, you look like Deborah Winger. People say that to you?
1: You know, I've gotten that once before, and it's such a compliment because I love mm. her, and I just rewatched Forget Paris, uh-huh. which is Aww. one of my favorite rom coms. And so thank you. It's a huge compliment. Yeah,
0: no, you look like Deborah Winger. And so, you know, but what about that stuff they have on TV where you can just um um bags disappear like crepe erase or one of those is that products? What it's called? Oh there's a million It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. preparation age. <laughs> there's for so your many eyes. different products. People, do,
1: people do do that I you know, I've never
3: tried that. Um but that's I've, not that's not what yeah, you're talking I've, about.
1: Yeah, because it's not bags. It's literally just an eye Are you talking about dark thing?
3: circles or are you talking about it's bags? Because no, you don't dark
1: have bags under your eyes,
3: Rachel. Yeah, it's, it's not, not bags. bags. It's just
1: you notice it with film stuff that there's a slight dark circle. Again, I only notice because I see the touch-up. Mm-hmm. And when it's 6 a.m. and I'm getting another touch-up under my eyes, it feels gross and yeah but i'm not doing a show for 16 wait hours till day you get
0: to be my age you know when they spend there's they're spending hours on lighting i'm like oh my god this is yeah. what my life has come to they're spending hours also the light under me. eyes
3: is the first to go yeah, no honestly. i thought the
0: legs were the first to go the
3: legs and the neck and the hands yeah but really for women you start to see it under the eyes because you yeah. get It's such a gross word, or wrinkly. You know, some people get crow's feet, some people get it underneath, and then around the mouth. Those are the two places that the touch- So basically you're saying
0: the whole body. Basically, (laughs) just one part at a time. Well, doesn't
3: that that phrase you
1: have to choose between your ass and your
3: face at a certain point? I choose the face.
1: (laughs) Yeah, got it. Let the ass go. (laughs) Sure, sure. That's what I keep hearing.
0: Well, you know, it's it's all funny. I mean, there's always a solution. Uh, There's always- Or you could do the Nicole Kidman thing where she- You know, in the movie Invasion, they- Retouched every a square a inch right. of her body. They took out every freckle on her hands. It's brilliant. Even in the movie um, uh, Golden Compass, they took out every. Does that cost a lot of money? It cost every. It cost the whole budget of the movie. It frame it tanked the frame. Money. I think the movie. Um, the movie, uh, what was it called? Invasion. I think she just paid seventeen point five million. That was her fee. That was her and fee. And what did they pay
3: for touchup for those touchups? I, I, I
1: think I it's called imagine. a beauty. I think it's called a beauty pass. You go over frame yes. by frame, and yeah, it's an. Ex, it's you get exor- that a contract?
0: Yeah, okay. sure. Oh, if you see sense. the movie, did you see the movie Invasion? I did not. Um, did you see the movie did Invasion? Not. You know what's You know what it is. It's a remake of a remake. Is it a remake a re- of Invasion of Yes, touches? ma'am. I knew about it, yeah. Yeah, and I love it. I own I it. Like I watch original. it all the time. Not for the plot, for the retouching.
1: How right. <laughs> would you do the retouching? So, I mean, but you look, you look amazing. I'm looking at you right now. You, you got you. no it's makeup on. Thank you. It's sweetening.
0: It's this. I have no eyebrows either. I, right. I, you, know, you know I must love you if I can show up with no eyebrows. I'm flattered. You, you look great. Yeah, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, they do a little sweetening. Uh, should I say that on television? We're not on TV, are we?
3: We're not. We're in real life. Yeah.
0: yeah. Are you here? Yeah. I don't know. On, uh, polygram. on the polygram. I shouldn't say this on the poly- polygram.
3: Uh-huh. You're on the polygram. I'm on the polygram.
0: Uh-huh. On, on, um, on the label. You know, they do a little sweetening for my... Uh, my. It's
3: just like
2: but beauty I don't, it's just Who cares? I,
1: I think as long as we're talking about it. like I think that's the problem is... I love it when people talk about work the work they've done. Yeah. I love, because then we're at least on the same page and we're right. saying, okay, yeah. this is how I want it to look. You're getting sweetening because you want it. Awesome. I think the what fucks me, what fucks with my head is when we talk about someone who's, oh, they're aging so well. Right. And we're not acknowledging, I mean, they've clearly
0: had The bitch had has some, been snatched. Yes,
1: <laughs> she's clearly had some work. And then when someone gets a little too much work, they're like, oh, yeah. she ruined her face. It's like, right. well... Can you blame her when you're saying X yeah. looks, ages so well, and she hasn't aged a day? Like, as long as we're just open about it. I love that Ju- Julie Bowen on Modern Family just talks about the work she's had. Uh-huh. What does she have done?
3: I don't know. Like, a lot of That's stuff. That's not her oh. nose. Oh. Okay. Oh. Um, but who? we're very open about. Yeah. She doesn't look
0: like figure. she's had work done.
3: Uh, let me look. Julie
0: Bowen? She She looks very natural. She, she's beautiful. Well, that's the thing. That's that dichotomy. That's that weird thing. See, the gay people do this too, where they say, uh, um, they'll say about about a gay a, a gay man, they'll say, um, uh, why doesn't he? Why does? Or, or they'll say this about a straight man. Why doesn't he, he look so gay? Hmm. He looks so gay. I'm right. But here. then if he were to happen to right, if he happens to come out, uh. You know, what, Michelle, help me. I'm trying to say that they use it as a as against you and for you at the same time. Yeah, it's
3: that's what she's talking about, the dichotomy. It's very, very weird because we can, listen, I will say how gorgeous Christy Brinkley looks till the cows come home. Yeah. She's 63, 64. She's she going to be great. on Dance with the Stars. If anybody thinks she hasn't been sweetened in real life by Dr. Feelgood, they're absolutely
0: fucking Oh, insane. she's been touched by an angel. She's been touched by several a angels. A flock of angels, A actually. flock of angels. And it looks
3: great. Yeah. But- to, to lie about it. She's not, I'm just saying in general, if we yeah. lie about her, if we don't talk about it, I think it's, it's, it's causing the, it to be taboo. Generally, it doesn't need to be taboo. Yes.
0: Generally speaking, Rachel, you know, when you have it, you're not supposed to say it because if you say, if say, if, say Britney Spears, she hasn't, I don't know what she has, but if they, if she said, oh, I had my head replaced with uh, another head <laughs> in the papers, they would say, um, um, head transplant recipient, Britney Spears, uh, is took a walk to um, so Starbucks today. Right. Well, right. they always, uh, that becomes your moniker. Yeah, What did I call myself? The moniker. Yeah.
1: I mean, if she had a head transplant, that rightly... Should become it her should that would probably be, that would be really that would be a huge she'd be first deal. One. It would be a huge her deal. Her with like Ben Stein's head. Oh that's my god, a big that would deal. be
0: or oh, yeah, Ben Stein. He was yes. the
1: first person that popped into my head that's, when no, I thought of a, a head transplant. I, 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 I love just, you, Rachel Broom. I don't, I don't, a, Rachel Broom. Rachel Broom? No. I would
0: love to see them switch heads. Yeah. That would be brilliant. A ben
1: Stein on a Britney Spears body. Oh my god, that would be so hard. Britney Spears on a Ben Stein's head. Oh my god, that's a remake of Ferris Bueller. Yeah, one of the greatest
3: movies to have ever been. Yeah, yeah. But
1: that's why you're not
0: supposed to say what you've had done. Because they will use in the Daily Snail, they will say. Yeah, but who
3: cares? Like who at this point who cares? Because everybody does it. Now Mm. it's more about. Shit that's gone wrong, like botched, is a perfect example. Right, because girls are taking it so far with the lips and the this and the that,
2: yeah, yeah. that
3: it's now about that. It's no longer who's done what. I think everybody's yeah. done a little something.
0: So you don't or less. do you don't do Botox or anything. I've
3: never done it yet. No,
1: yeah, Botox
0: no. or um or fillers.
1: Nothing. I've gotten and those uh, boobs are yours. I have those these boobs are mine. I mean, if I if I took off my bra, you'd see them swinging Uh swinging like the big old naturals they are
0: Uh um
1: and i and that's partially because of i think when i went on birth control they started
0: you have children
1: i don't have children oh hence birth birth, control birth control control. control.
0: yes birth control yeah so Um, birth control makes you do what well
1: because it makes your hormones change and so i was like a i was like maybe a small b in high school and then i gained the freshman 15 got to Mm -hmm. be a c which is weird because my my mom and my grandmother are both really flat so i think i got it from like my dad's mom, but we can't really tell because she was wearing like high necked forty shit. We can't yeah. really tell how big her tits were. Yeah, and then I went on birth control and they started D double D, and then any weight gain goes to my goes yeah. to my boobs first. And I've they're I'm very hormonal right now, so they're fucking huge. They're gorgeous. Thank you so they much. They are beautiful.
0: Maybe you're adopted though.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, uh, could be. If only. No. Um. Uh. No. No. I'm kidding. Um. I. I don't. I don't think I am. I look a lot like my. I look a lot like my parents. I look a lot like my father. I look a lot like my grandmother, especially. So I yeah. don't. I don't think so. I was joking about mom. If you're listening. Yeah. This no. They, we joke. We joke a lot here. Oh, I know. Do you like them? Your parents? I do.
0: I'll take I, that as a no.
1: I do. No, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. No,
0: relationships with parents are complicated.
1: Yeah, yeah, are they still
0: in Manhattan Beach? They are. Are they together?
1: I, they are. I just saw them last night. They came to see, I spoke at the UN Women's LA chapter at UCLA. They came to see me last night. They're incredibly supportive. They've always been supportive of me as an artist. Um, and that's always been like lovely. But you know, there are complications. Like, Why
0: you know. are they still together? Do you know?
1: Jewish guilt? They've grown together. They've they've grown together like an incestuous tree. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: they're
1: I mean, they they're they're the routine they're each other's you know, I like just they're I mean, yeah, they're 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 an old Jewish couple. I mean, especially since my father retired, basically what they do is every day they go to Barnes and Noble. They sit at Barnes & Noble, my father reads four newspapers, my mother does four crossword puzzles, and that's how they spend their day.
0: First of all, where are they finding a Barnes & Noble?
1: The Manhattan Beach Barnes & Noble.
0: Still there. Yeah,
1: if you go to the Manhattan Beach Barnes & Noble any given day, you will probably see my parents in the corner. Now,
3: is dad, this is the real, this is the Jew test right here. Is dad reading them and putting them back, or is he buying the papers? You
1: know what? No, I think he's buying them so my mom can do the puzzle. Oh, oh, see my dad yeah. would read
3: and put back. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so they're classic.
1: Well, they're they're West Coast. They're they're also there's a I don't know, there's like a West there's a thing to West Coast Jews yeah. where there yeah. there's a little bit more of a class. Their
0: own, th- <laughs> eh, it's their, watch their own it, thing. Watch it, watch it. talking not my family uh, kids. That's
1: all I know. It's their own thing like there's a rebellion against some of the traditions of the East Coast, I feel. But again, you can't do the crossword puzzle in the
0: yeah. Now this Barnes and Noble, yeah, is it how close to it is to those Manhattan Beach studios? Have you ever filmed there it's before? Next to it, so
1: I just it. I just filmed a guest spot on my friend's show, and I looked actually I looked over the wall of Manhattan Beach Studios, and there's a gated community, and that's where I grew up. Oh, no way. so I felt like I was in one of those. Very low stakes dreams that no one ever wants to hear yes, about. Where it was yeah. like, oh, I was filming on a thing, and my house was there, and my yeah. parents were nearby. But and everyone's like, this dream sucks. Why are you telling me about <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate you. You're a terrible friend. Yeah. But that's that's what it felt like. So I remember when Manhattan Beach Studios got built, and it looms over the gated community where I grew up. It was wasn't it built gated- for Avatar. Was it built for something like that? I remember the first thing to film in it was Allie McBeal, which was a huge deal because wow. I watched every episode right. of Ally McBeal and they had an, a welcome event for the people in the neighborhood and some of the people walked onto the set of Ally McBeal and then you were, you were using film. Yeah. And so every, you know, every shot was, I mean, every shot is still technically millions of dollars, but, but yeah. then it really was and they were very upset.
2: Oh, upset people
1: just walking in. Yeah, people yeah. just walking in, saying, "I want to see Callista," but I loved Allie McBeal.
0: So, what friend's show? What show was it? Was filming there? It's a
1: new show called Diary of a Female President mm. that's going to be on Disney Plus, and it's my friend Alana Pena, who's from
0: Alana Pena. Alana Pena, who is that? A, sounds delicious. She uh-huh.
1: is. So, she is a Cuban Jew from Florida. Oh. She wrote on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and she basically is writing a show about um, kind of a an AOC like figure who becomes president, looking back on their life. When they were a kid, and it stars Gina Rodriguez. I don't know how much of this I'm actually oh, allowed oh, to oops, say. Oops, Alana oops, Peña, uh, who is uh, uh, Halo's
0: sister. Hallow. Oh, Halo Oh, I love Jalapena. Hey. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Hollow uh-huh.
0: I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Well, no, no, it's fine. So good. And so uh, did you go visit your parents when you were down there? I did. I did. We went to uh Barnes and ever? Noble. Well, I
1: you know I didn't go to Barnes and Noble. This time. But we did go to this diner called The Kettle, which is a 24-hour diner in Manhattan Beach. If you're ever looking for just food at 3 a.m., you're oh. high at 3 a.m., really great muffins. What? Oh, the
0: muffins. What yeah. did you order?
1: I ordered a, uh, a glazed, I think it was a glazed, ar- oh, I ordered the, a glazed orange spice muffin and a, and a, and a turkey vegetable You can glaze, soup.
3: glaze a muffin? Yeah, you can.
0: Oh. And a turkey what?
1: Turkey vegetable soup.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, you can eat bread? I mean,
1: can I smell your breath? Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, do you get
1: like weird, what, do you have a weird bread thing or something?
0: No, I just, I I don't get to eat bread because I have costumes to fit into. Yeah, so I mean,
1: here's the thing is I, because I'm now leaning into the whole, I'm a normal person
0: thing. Oh, you're leaning (laughs) into that. Look at my normal
1: size. Uh I've never cut off, I've never cut out bread. I mean, when I was, when I was in production, I would try to like, I would, I would try to lay off. The carbs a little, yeah, some down. But now that I'm out of production, I don't. Hey, we got
0: Rachel Bloom. I want to ask her what she said to the um, Los Angeles chapter of the UN Women's (laughs) Club League or or something. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back after this.
3: Ooh, we're going to talk about some Squarespace. Making a website has never been easier. And you guys know how much Rue and I love Squarespace. You can make a gorgeous website in minutes using their beautiful templates and that simplistic drag and drop platform, y'all. When you are ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RU. That's squarespace.com, offer code RU. We all need someone to talk to. A person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. And that's where Talkspace comes in. Sometimes y'all can have friends and family that you tell everything, but there's certain things you really do you don't want to or you didn't wish you had to, things like that. And that's where Talkspace works. It's the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it past. Talkspace online therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. All you do is provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match you with one of 5,000 therapists the very same day. There's actually over 5,000 therapists at this point. Send your therapist unlimited texts, audio, pictures, or video messages from anywhere at any time. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Guess what? There's more than a million people who feel happier with Talkspace. And Finding the right therapist doesn't have to be stressful because a lot of people think, you know what? I don't have the time for therapy. It takes forever to find the right therapist. They at Talkspace will match you with exactly who you need to be matched with. Talkspace has more than 5,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. So to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, Did you hear that line? A fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code RU to get $65 off your first month and show your support for the show. Make sure you use the offer code RU to get $65 off your first month. That's RU and Talkspace.com. Welcome to the world of therapy and feeling better.
0: We've got Rachel Bloom. Now you spoke at the LA um, uh, BLT UN, UN, uh, UN uh, uh, Women's uh, chapter soccer league. Uh,
1: what did you say? To I them? am a soccer star. Well, they they named me a champion of change. Oh, uh, thank you. So I decided to talk about uh, basically. Uh, the fact that I'm a white person who's always asked about diversity because <laughs> because I did a show that had uh, an an, an Asian American romantic lead and yeah. how like Josh Chang Josh Josh Ch- Chan but it was Chan? originally Josh Chang. Chang actually Chan, because he was
3: Filipino yeah he? yeah
1: yeah but it, but it was originally Josh Chang that's I so weird that you knew that must have known it was embedded in you mm-hmm. yeah so I mean I I basically talked about like how. I I don't think I think of diversity as more as reflectivity. Reflect the way things are. Reflect the way people are. My show took place in West Covina, California, which is 50% Hispanic, 25% Asian American, then a whole a lot of people who are a whole bunch of things, which is what Southern California is. And so it made sense to cast reflectively, and also that's how you tell new stories. Mm -hmm. And and that's when we created that character. That's what we were thinking about: is what haven't we seen? And I hadn't seen an Asian bro, and I. Grown up with Asian bros, and I'd never seen that character, and that specificity made us really happy. And it was only after the show premiered that people started to say, "Oh my God, I can't believe you put a Filipino lead on television. You showed my family. Uh, do you know that that Asian men have been desexualized in the media for you know years and years?" Like I didn't. I kind of learned about all of that retroactively because we just wanted to tell a new story. And so it was. A, it was talking about that. It's been very, very interesting. To I now have this really strong connection with Filipino people in a mm. way that I do with Jews, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it. it's lovely. It's really, really, it's really cool. But I think it also says it's it it it's a sign of how low the bar still is when all I did was. All we did was put an Asian American lead.
3: It, it's still a show about an upper middle class white lady. But it like, also is very diverse, not just with Josh, but you've correct. got so many different ethnicities. I, I'm a huge fan of the show. Yes. As you know, because I assaulted you at the Emmy party last year. It was the one example of a welcome assault. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like, I got a picture with you. I consented. Uh, yeah, thank uh, you for <laughs> saying yes. Um, but you've got so many different, characters in there of every ethnicity. And you've got a gay, uh, supporting role in there. You've got, there's so many diverse roles in there. It's not- that, Yeah. And yeah. I mean, cause that's a, what West Covina is, but also those are
1: new stories. It's just more, it's more interesting, especially in a show that where we were trying to look at stereotypes and archetypes and then go beneath them. It was interesting to make the kind of Michael Scott, uh, dumb boss, bisexual. Because that's a whole other thing that you wouldn't have. Yeah. He was the sitcom trope. Then he was like, oh, shit, I'm this whole other thing, which when we're trying to put ourselves into different boxes, we don't acknowledge the nuances that are
0: kind of Absolutely. within us all. And
1: that's just more interesting. To
0: me. And it is more interesting. And that's what makes every aspect of art more interesting, whether it's fashion or even uh, uh, landscaping, you name it. And that's what's missing in our, our world is this ability is, is the ability to just go go bonkers with stories. Just go, like when you think about men's fashion, you know, people have um, two legs, they've got two arms, but if you enter into it, um, if you let go of the sort of masculine identity stuff, then you've got pussy bows for men's <laughs> shirts, and you've got, you know, you've got uh, wizard sleeves. I mean, it just it's wide open, which is
1: how men used to dress. Aren't it we? Is. We're in. I. What was it was at the start of like post World War One. What made men's dress so boring suddenly?
0: I don't know, but I do know that men wear those big long boxers at the um, at the beach, uh, so that nobody has to clock how big their dick is. Is that right. why? That's why. That's why in Europe they still wear well, speedos. going to say, that's all they wear. They, they, but in America, they wear the thing because they've desexualized, so they don't have to be put up to par with uh other men. They don't have to be compared the way men do women. You know? Mm. Yeah, don't be compared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with your writing style, who um growing up, who inspired or who inspired your writing style? Is it sort of the um the um the what shows inspired? Was it the Norman Lear storyline? Was it the uh you know what was his name? Um who did, uh, oh God, I'm I'm, I'm Old show,
3: which one? Give me some clues. I,
0: I'm, I'm thinking of uh, uh, the guy who did Cheers.
3: Oh, oh, um, uh, uh.
0: Yeah, whatever, rrr. yeah, yeah. But who, who inspired your writing style? You know,
1: I watched a lot of TV with my parents. And my, it's the best, it. I love it was television. great, and I, I watched children's TV, I I, I did, but my, what my mom would do, she would tape Those all Glenn the shows. And Les Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She would tape all the shows and put them on one VHS. And then at the end of the week, we'd watch all the shows from the week. Binge. We'd binge them. So, I mean, I would really, you watch? Frasier, The Nanny. In later times, Everybody Loves Raymond. In earlier times, Cheers. Uh, Mad About You, Seinfeld. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to- King of Queens, not not King of, not Queen. so much King of Queens. We weren't so what a King else was of Queens there family. But Raymond. a lot
0: of comedy a stuff. A
1: lot of comedy <clears throat> stuff. And then I think that my writing style was really influenced by the fact that I loved musical theater and I loved happy, happy musical theater. And I was made fun of for it a lot because people mm-hmm. in Manhattan Beach at the time didn't, they didn't want to hear Ethel Merman. Yeah, um, they didn't yeah. Underst- You know, they didn't they didn't so, understand why I liked it. And so I loved kind of happy musical theater, but then also there was this darkness of combination of being made fun of for loving musical theater as well as having things that I now realize to be like depression and OCD and so the two mm. didn't really ever mix and so my writing style really turned into taking tropes that were very happy and sunny and then finding a dark twist. Oh,
0: so that nice. really informed how I write. That's really nice. And
1: especially cuz I come from sketch where sketch comedy which which has really um you know the straight man of your sketch is really the the f- the form the genre, and so that's why I fell into writing comedy music. Is it, it, it's a given structure. Com- songs give you a structure, and especially happy songs that have a happy or, or light form. Okay, I now all I have to do is use that as a bouncing off point, and I can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I love the rigid structure of songs, and then playing out of that structure. Because if you give me too many options, I just have a touch of ADHD. If you give me too many options. I'll go everywhere. But so I like the almost um, I don't know, mathematical one to one of doing song pastiche.
0: Now, um, you know, are you talking the song uh, p- patterns like um, chorus, verse, chorus, uh, verse, bridge, bridge, bridge verse, chorus. chorus? Yes, chorus, exactly. Chorus. So that
1: yeah. I love, and I love that the bridge is always um, a departure. In every song, the bridge is a departure from what you've been doing. And yes. So in, in the world of sketch comedy, where you actually want to make people laugh. You can use that bridge to like really surprise the audience just mm-hmm. when they think they've understood the song. But then also structurally, if you're doing, you know, old school musical theater, um, okay, what are the choruses like in old school musical theater? It's it's usually these grand declarations of being in love or you're, it's just a very simple chorus about a place. How do you turn that on its head? Mm-hmm. So it depends on the specific genre as well. But even in that structure, verse chorus, verse chorus, bridge, verse chorus, or whatever, it's almost like an essay. I mean, yeah. when you think about like essay writing in school where it's like, what's your thesis, which is your chorus, yeah. your supporting paragraphs or your verses, I'm making it sound like – No, 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 <laughs> it also makes sense. I'm quite
3: sure that – and I sound stalkerish, sorry, but I'm also quite sure either in, in one song you either sing or you talk about, this is the bridge. You actually say that. Oh, um, yeah, I think I, yes. I think I do yeah. that. So you take the piss out of everything in your song. Yeah, and I that's like- that's what I love. Yeah, I mean, I like- I mean, we're talking
1: about like calling out when you've had work done or whatever. I like calling out the shit that, that people don't want to call out. Because right. musical yeah. theater is ridiculous. Yeah. You're you're suddenly bursting into song. Your shoes can make a, a clinky, clinky, clunky metal sound. Mm. We should acknowledge the, the ridiculousness of that. We can still have fun, yeah. but it's- it's in it's insane. Yeah. And so I like going I like going I like making the subtext text.
2: Yeah. yeah that's
1: absolutely. really fun for me. Well, that's
0: what's interesting about the postmodern age is that we get to comment on it and understand that in commenting on it, it elevates it to it's a whole nother monster. It becomes uh it becomes something bigger.
1: Yeah, and you and you're even seeing that in pop music now. I mean, it's hard it's harder and harder To do, like, unless you're picking a specific song, it's harder and harder to do parody or pastiche of of pop music. My writing partner, Adam Schlesinger, pointed this out because now pop, every song sounds so unique because because we're using, they're using vintage sounds. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they're getting ironic. I mean, Taylor Swift just had a song where she went, Spelling is Fun, Mm -hmm. which is a very, like, meta-comedy song thing to do. And so now that the genres are getting more and more interesting and almost commenting on themselves, we're starting to... I think the line between comedy and not comedy is, is starting to get really, really blurred in an yeah, yeah. interesting way.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love I love that. Yeah. I love that. So now um uh we are talking with Rachel Bloom. We're gonna go to break it in a bit, but uh the um what are your favorite Broadway musical shows? This is a really I got I gotta finish the sentence before Michelle blurts <laughs> out hers. Because this nope, is a slippery I will hold mine. slope. That Michelle is very passionate very about, hole. you know.
3: You can uh, watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and see what her favorite. favorite yeah, it's actually it's
0: streaming on uh, Hulu. Is it Hulu? Netflix. 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 Yeah. Netflix is streaming right now on on there. And uh, so, and, and I, I also want to talk about music licensing, which I know that is a passion <laughs> of yours, <laughs> yes. uh, because you guys had to license so many songs. But when you think about uh, shows, yeah, what are your favorite? Shows that think, oh, this is the most perfect song from a show ever.
1: I mean, it's really hard to beat Assassins for me because, really, because he's in Assassins doing exactly what I love doing, which Sondheim. is taking. Yeah, he's 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 that whole show pretty much is pastiche. He's taking songs from different different eras of time and doing a fucked up twist on them. So that Charles Gateau cakewalk number. That's just like, and again, that's like that is blurring actually the line between a, a you know quote unquote legitimate musical theater song and a comedy song. Mm-hmm. So I really love Sondheim and Kander and Ebb because they take these um, these old sunny styles and and do the dark version like of them.
0: Money makes the world yes, go round. Yes,
1: exactly. We'll go round. Cabaret. The song Cabaret is all about her deciding to get a fucking abortion.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, Candor and Ab.
3: Yeah, I love the rink. I mean, there's a lot. I fucking love the Same. rink, and, and, and nobody ever gives it any love. And where's the
1: bathroom on the show? Was was a little bit inspired by "Don't Ah, Mommy" from the rink. "Don't
3: Ah, Mommy's is one of my one of it's my such favorite. Such a good. Look, so, if not, one of the best songs <laughs> of all musical theater. It's so good, and what right? What's it called? "I'm a Mommy." Don't ah, mommy. You know, like a kid going, "Oh, Mom." Oh,
0: don't, don't ah, mommy. ah, mommy, and it's Liza yeah. Cheetah. Uh huh. Don't Ah Mommy. That's all you need to know.
1: Don't Ah Mommy. It's Liza going, Ah Ma.
0: And what are the big songs from Assassins? There are none. There are none. I mean,
1: yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, everybody's got the right, which is everybody's got the right to be happy, which is the opening number. But I mean, no one's like, it's not, if you look at like what's broken out from Sondheim, it's Send in the Clowns, it's West Side Story, stuff from Gypsy, stuff that is a little kind of. It's a tune you can hum, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. No one's like, unless you're super into it. Assassins is not like the first show that gets you into it. It's, you know, no. listen,
0: we've talked about that he, this year many times. They're not melodies you can pull out of the air, except for, hey, oh, friend. <laughs> yeah. da, 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 well, no, there's friend. a
3: lot that you can, well, but the majority are
1: not m- sing
0: along. Yeah, they're not. Too. To
3: me, they're
1: sing-alongable, but I've gotten so used to that style. They're not what you would call like typical right. melodies. But yeah. I don't know. Well, we, you and I both saw Patty and Company on the West End.
0: Yes, I saw it with her. You, right? Oh, you you saw three times. Did I see it with you, Michelle? times. you
3: saw it with me once. Yeah, I saw it with my family once, and I saw it alone. Her Ladies Who Lunch was so
0: fucking. It was so
3: good. Her Ladies Who Lunch. Listen, Elaine Stritch will always be the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Patty had such a different take on it, and I was able to watch her in rehearsal do it, and she did it for a birthday present. She for had me. a
0: fistful of jerkins lotion did. I was just the like, whole time. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah. yeah. Are you
3: friends with Patty? Well, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, fr- I'm, friends pa- I'm
2: friends with Patty. I'm friends with Patty.
3: Yes. So she was doing it at rehearsal and she, st- she started like bawling. Like oh, yeah. she was like as many times as I've done this, I never expected that. To happen and she found something new. Oh, my To be able to goodness. find something new yeah. each time that you do it. Yeah. And is a prime example of great songs to sing along yeah. to.
0: Yeah. Sondheim. Wait, where'd you get your voice? Your mom or your dad? My mom. Your mom. My
3: mom. So my mom is a
1: musician. She was a music major. She plays piano. She has perfect pitch. And oh so God. she's a, she's a better pianist than I am. Um, and she was more of a choir singer cause she doesn't, mm-hmm. she didn't like the like solo singing and being, mm-hmm. I remember we played in a piano recital together one time we did a duet and her hands were like shaking. She, she gets Aww. nervous in front of She people. doesn't like the
0: spotlight. No. And so when she, when she realized that you had a voice, what was her reaction?
1: Thrilled. I mean, every video from me, every video of me. So I'm an only child. Um, so there are, there are a lot of home videos of me and she had them all converted to DVD at a certain point and then gave me copies, and there were 72
0: DVDs. Oh my goodness.
1: So every home video of me is me singing, and then either she's playing piano and I'm singing along, or my grandfather, her father, who was an amateur stand up comedian, an actor, and also a singer who sold technical manuals but really always wanted to quit and just be in show business. And I think that's part of the reason he was, was he so out mean here? he was out here uh-huh. so mean yeah. yeah he was from brooklyn originally so uh-huh. really 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 thick thick brooklyn accent but he was out here um and so he there are videos of me singing songs where he goes do it again okay rachel do it again okay rachel do it again and he's just drilling me drilling okay shelly play do it again so i was very encouraged to it's hard to it's hard to chicken in the egg it i, I can't tell if they said sing these songs first, and then I became a singer. Or if I already did it, and then they encouraged it.
0: What can if you can't chicken chicken and egg it? Can you um egg McMuffin and chicken McNugget it? Mm,
1: egg McMuffin. I guess I guess if I had to egg McMuffin it, I mean it came from me.
0: Uh-huh,
2: it, came it came from me. From if, me if I yeah. hated
1: singing, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean my grandpa also tried to get me into baseball because he loved baseball. I had that, work and out. I was the grand. Yeah, terrible. I didn't <laughs> Terrible,
0: terrible. Yeah. You know, now you're looking like Jodie Foster.
1: I've got. that. I see yeah. that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to go to break. We've got Rachel Bloom with us. We'll be right back after this.
3: Give yourself an extra boost this season, whether you're looking for more energy, better sleep to maintain stress, or something else to even just help you feel your healthiest. Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle choices. Takes only about five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement supplement recommendations. You guys listen to What's tea. you know that I'm a vitamin junkie. It's so important that we pick up the slack where our food doesn't do for us. You can answer easy questions like how much you sleep. Um, are you looking for more energy? Do you need something to help support weight management or healthy hair, even your skin and nails? It gets really personalized. Depending on your personalized care of plan, you'll get daily vitamin packs and or protein powder sent right to your door. It's so cute. It's so customized. The packets even say your name on them. You can modify your subscription at any time when you need to, or, you know, there's preference changes and stuff like that. Care of delivers daily vitamin and supplement packs, all customized to your recommendations. So you're only taking what you actually really need. Vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs and to ensure you that you're getting the nutrients you need for those specific diets care of, make sure that you're putting into your body comes from the best sources backed by honest guidance and full transparency, all available to you on their website. Care of now offers protein powders available in individual packets for on the go and tubs, all personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. So for you guys, 25% off of your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter RUE. That's TakeCareOf.com. Enter RUE for 25% off your first order. Love
0: it. Hey, we are back with Rachel Bloom. And we earlier we were talking about Monkey Island. Michelle believes she is descendant from...
3: Monkey Island. I was born the year of the monkey. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. I am from Monkey Island.
0: That's right. When's my your lips birthday, Rachel? look like Bloom? a monkey.
3: My
1: birthday is April 3rd, but I, what is Monkey Island? We're just, so, we're so just,
0: we're just leotarded. Yeah. we just Right, We are completely <laughs> leotarded. <laughs> we created it
3: because it was a rat island. It was a rat island. And we we just
0: freestyled, yeah. you know.
3: But you know, yes someone,
0: someone got on my case because for saying leotarded. Can you believe that? They yes, are I desperate. can believe it. Desperate because people for will something look to say, uh, excuse me, uh look at me. Um yes. I'm over here. Yes. I have an, I'm offended by what you're implying. Yes. I'm like, Leotards? Huh, okay. Yeah. I know what you're really saying. Well fuck you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know what I'm really saying. I'm what year were
3: m- you born? I'm gonna tell you what do you know what you are? are, you, yeah, are you're the ch- I'm an Aries. But no, 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 you're Aries year, year Oh, the Rabbit. It's nineteen eighty seven. You're the you're the rabbit.
0: These shoes I'm wearing, they are, they're they're <laughs> from nineteen eighty seven. They really are. They're beautiful. <laughs> it's crazy. So you um I'm gonna turn the air on. There's condensation. Uh there's condensation. How many times can I say that? Word? Is condensation is the game. Keep the ever Play that as a kid. Yeah. I well the kid I was in the show with, she was just here. A minute ago, and on set, I, I, that's all she played.
1: Concentration, concentration it, is the it, game. It, yeah. Keep the rhythm, keep the rhythm of the game. And it's like you have to, it's like first, uh, peanut butter sandwich, nah, yes, I forget. She
0: played that yeah. all the time. And guess what?
2: I you didn't remember play. any of it. I not You were
3: out after the first round. I was out after the first While round. you go do that, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna read what the rabbit
2: is. Yeah, okay, so read what the rabbit
3: is. See, you said 1987. Yeah. Um, that's right, you're a rabbit, yeah. Um, To the outsiders, the rabbit's kindness may make them seem soft and weak in truth. The rabbit's quiet personality (laughs) hides their confidence and strength. I mean... (laughs) They are steadily moving toward their goal, no matter what negativity the others give them, with their good reasoning skills and attention to detail. They make great scholars. They are socializers with an attractive aura. However, they find it hard to open up to others and often turn to escapism.
0: Mm. A plain and routine
3: life is not their style.
0: A what routine life? Plain
3: and routine. Though conservative and careful in their actions, they need to surprise... Uh, they need surprises every so often to spice things up. Is that right? I mean, here's- You don't I seem mean, quiet to me, Rachel. You no. Know, I mean, here's here's the thing with uh,
1: any horoscopy, and I know it's not technically a horoscope, but anything, is that you can, that was literally a bunch of contradictory statements. That literally was a thousand things. That was like, you're quiet, but you're sociable. You're driven, but uh, you, you also uh, are very conservative. So yeah, that did describe me, but I think it everyone- can find something of, of so, themselves in every one of these things.
0: So you're not going to Rabbit Island anytime soon?
1: No, I mean, that sounds adorable, though. Yeah. Rabbit Island. Oh, no, better. actually, no, Rabbit Island sounds like the scenes in Us, so never mind, uh. I'm not going there <laughs> It would be better than Rat or Monkey, I think. Yeah.
0: I, monkey yeah. Island sounds fun. Monkey Island know, but they does sound fun. rip your face off. They will rip your face Have off. Have
1: you been? There's this place an hour north of L.A. called Animal Tracks, no. and it's a sanctuary where they take in uh, animals that were exotic pets, uh, that shouldn't have been pets, but can't go back into the wild. Yeah, and you can get it you can do a public tour, you can do a private tour, whatever you want, and you meet. They have a baboon, they have lemurs, um, I love they lemurs. have. It's called animal tracks. It's called animal tracks, and it's a nonprofit, and you can just go and you can. I fed some porcupines. It's oh, so, so cool, cute. and I would say it's for kids, but. It's for everyone.
0: Yeah. And no they where? don't rip your face they off. They don't
1: rip your face off. I felt the inside of a kangaroo's pouch. Oh my aww. goodness. Which feels like fingering a kangaroo. Yeah. And hot. it was hot, really hot.
0: Really? I want wow.
3: to go to the Bahamas pig beach. Oh, the swimming pigs. You go to a beach and there's pigs In swimming. In the Bahamas? Around. Yeah.
0: Pig swimming in the water. Yeah, you could go, go yeah. swim
3: with the piggies. Yeah.
0: When pigs swim. When pigs in swim. In Bahamas. In the Bahamas. And is is that, is it a, an attraction or is it just, they just happen to be swimming around? No,
3: it's like, I wouldn't call it an attraction. It's just a public beach where you can go swim with pigs. It's an no. island where the pigs naturally took to Correct. swimming, I think. For uh, whatever huh. reason. People huh. just go and swing with the pit, Swing, Swim with the pigs. I'm the, sure animal, you could do that. I'm sure you could do that too. If, if you're, you're into right price. it. Yeah. Animal Tracks is in Agua Dulce. Yeah.
0: Oh, I feel, I know that. I know where uh, Agua dulce is that sweet water yes exactly sweet water i filmed out in agua dulce well
3: that's where animal tracks is.
0: how about that
3: i'm gonna go
1: well if you want to if you want to be horrified the lemur has it's one of the top three loudest cries of all mammals and it like they brought the lemur in and it went like and then it (laughs) shit itself on the table wow (laughs) and and we went oh god this lemur's gonna attack us they went no 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 she's very happy she loves you
0: that is so sexy. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. A lemur shitting on the table. Just shit.
1: Just sexy. shit. Right yeah. there.
0: Yeah. And you're married. I am. You married to a man. I'm
1: married to a man. Yes, that's uh. true. <laughs> Married to man.
0: How did you meet him?
1: We were both in the same sketch comedy group in school, like five, uh, a couple years apart. So he was a graduate of my college sketch comedy group, and he was at my audition. So, what,
0: wait in New York.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's a group called Hammer Cats. They're
0: Hammer Cats. Still
1: the resident sketch group at NYU.
0: Uh.
1: Uh, kittens from all ages. Yeah, so we were the first, and I. One of the no no we're the first uh, hammer hammer kitten marriage. Are there any hammer cats up at Animal Tracks?
2: In, <laughs> there should be Aquadolce. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You know there should be. Comedy jobs are getting harder and harder to find. So <laughs> hammer cats, hammer
3: cats. I like
2: that. And you yeah. call the
3: kittens the new people that come in. Yeah, or like I just call them.
0: They're all kittens. <laughs> <laughs> They're all <laughs> <laughs> kittens <laughs> to me. And so you 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 go, you're in college. You go to Hammer Cats. Say I want to be a part of Hammer Cats. And, and he's mean. there, and he goes. Hi, how are you? You would you like to be a part of Hammercat? You go, yeah, I'd love to. Um, by the way, you smell really good. Is that how it happened? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's exactly how it happened. I sucked <laughs> his dick and I got on Hammercat. Oh, it was perfect. amazing. Yay! Um,
0: no, so he wasn't as good as being inside a kangaroo's pouch. No, never. No.
1: It's that was that was the like. Oh, it was so soft. And the thing is, when there's an actual baby living in it, it's super goopy.
2: Oh, like
1: a you know, like the inside of a vagina. Yeah, but when it's when it's unlike a vagina when there isn't a little kangaroo living in there it's just very soft like like a chamois like
0: a chamois for the car Uh, yes
1: yes exactly just like that yeah yeah, just like that
0: okay so it's not gross
1: can I say something whenever I see whenever I'm watching Drag Race or whenever I see Queen say I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fishy as fuck right Uh I wanna say if you're fishy that means you have a bacterial infection correct (laughs) Correct. <laughs> I always want to say, I always just want to shout to the girls like, have you yeah. smelled a vagina? Yeah, well, There's a lot of things. There's yeah. umami. There there are a lot of different... Flavors. But if you're, if you're fishy as fuck, that's a problem. I've yeah, taken yeah. umbrage with that word. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's just one of those areas of the whole drag experience that is, you know, drag is dangerous. It's, It's inappropriate. It's all those things. And when it crosses over into... I hate the word mainstream culture. Those were one of the things people bristle at because well, just because
3: it's, it's gross. It, it, well, it's we meant spend to. our lives trying not to have our vaginas smell like fish. Yes, like literally doing everything we can because there's certain times of the month where it doesn't smell as good as the other times. Of
0: Mom, the month? do you ever feel not so <laughs> clean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: But the weird thing,
3: but the weird thing is,
1: is that if you're into a vagina you're fine with it. Yes. Right. You like it. It's your primal. Yeah. It's just we, but that is one of our biggest insecurities. At least it was for me. When you start yeah. going through puberty and yes. your vagina starts smelling weird and goop starts coming out.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my God, you're horrified. The idea of someone going down on you yes. is horrifying. I've so- done that.
3: No, 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 thing before.
1: Yeah. I don't care.
0: Yeah. 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 Fine, yeah, right. uh-huh. I don't care. Yeah. It's fine, babe. I okay. don't care. Oh, okay.
3: Don't ever believe that.
0: By yeah.
3: Way. Yeah. I don't know. No, oh, I
1: I mean it's like I don't know, it's like ball like balls smell terrible. Do they? Mm-hmm. They're I mean I I don't know, what do you think? I've never seen any, so I don't. <laughs> balls balls can smell after a day. Sure. Uh, uh, some unshowered balls, not terrible. Terrible the wrong word. They're just
0: no they're strong post workout. No, right. It's sweat. No. Hey, you know the human body; it's got all kinds of things sure. going on there, yes. and there, depending on what time of day, uh, you know, it could be very what season
2: unsettling. Yes,
0: what you yes, yeah. had, what, ha- what if you had Chinese for dinner last yes. the night before? You know, Chinese food or the spices, you know, all that. It's a lot of weird stuff. But you know, you know, being in a marriage, you know, it's interesting because you get to go through. How long have you guys been married?
1: Uh, four and a half years together, 11 years.
0: 11. Well, you know, you know, getting to know someone on that level through sickness and in health and through, you know, explosive diarrhea right. or, uh, you know, whatever the human body can, you know, it's interesting to still love someone after that. And it's actually, you even love them more mm-hmm. after you've been through so much How long have you been stuff. married? We've, we got married right over there uh, on that, carpet over there we got married just a few years ago but we we met in 94 at the limelight on the dance floor at the limelight discotheque that's so cool yeah so we've um known each other for a long long time but uh you know uh it's interesting the people who have never been in long-term relationships um I always I always wish it on them because long-term
3: relationship yeah
0: I always wish it on them because It's fucking hard. It's hard.
3: It's the hardest thing. You have to put
0: aside all of your squeamish things about, you know, things, all the squeamish things. And
3: not just squeamish things about the things that you want in your life. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you do it a certain way. He doesn't do it that way. He doesn't yeah. do it that way. And I tell him what to do and he doesn't listen because I can't tell him what to do. He's his own person.
0: Yeah. And it's never that porn fantasy where everything never. is antiseptic, antiseptic and it's like, oh, we're going to we're gonna go through the back door. I'm speaking yes. um, metaphor here, people. Uh, <laughs> leotard, you know. Um, uh, you know, it was like, oh, no, you know, you have to prepare for that. Uh, Other right ways, there yes. you have to you have to prepare for everything mm. it's never that antiseptic thing that people that's fairy tale. you never
1: see a porn where someone's about to go down on someone and they go ah it's been a day yeah I just let me go let me just go wash yeah. it yeah <laughs> you never it's just oh baby
3: baby oh, yeah oh baby. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah Does anybody yeah.
3: have a mass and gill wipe
0: yeah anybody <laughs> yeah. uh yeah exactly so marriage 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 do you like it
1: I do I mean I love I I love my husband i i I kind of feel like I lucked out. I never really give relationship advice because I just think I found a person with whom I really, really gel with. He and I have very similar ways of handling stress. We don't really, and this is very un-Jewish, which is weird because he, he and I are both Jewish. Is so he we, Jew- he's Jewish he is. as well. We don't really fight. Like We have disagreements and we'll talk through them. It's, it's very measured, but the thing is when some people who've been in relationships for a long time say, let me tell you about marriage, I, I would never presume to do that because everyone's relationship is super different totally everyone needs different things i I, and i think that if i were with another person it would be a mess
2: Mm, i mm. think
1: part of it is just you know luck you find it feels easy i don't know how you how you both feel about your marriages but like i there was um it feels easy well there was an easiness when we got together there's Mm. just an easiness for us an easiness of of personality has that changed over mm. the years no, there's a peas in a there's a peas in a podness. That's great. It's it's
3: it's great. But look, we don't have kids yet, mm-hmm. so and that does change the dynamic. How long have you been with your husband? Twenty three years. Wow. We've been married for twenty two, and and we are complete and utter opposites. And ah. Our roles are switched mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. He's a stay at home dad. I'm the one who's out there working. I'm very, even though he's very much a man, I'm very male as well in my mm-hmm. presentation and mm-hmm. just you know that's kind of who I am. So. Things I have, I'm the problem usually in the relationship where he's, he wants to talk. He doesn't, you know, if I fight, I'd rather walk away than fight. And He wants to talk everything out, but we're not peas in a pod, but we understand each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what I have, we have to work hard to make sure everything is good. It's not easy. It's, mm-hmm. Marriage is not easy, but you sound like you have a lot of ease, whereas David and I have to work at it
1: yeah I mean
2: he, and I, he and I met
1: yeah he and I met doing comedy together so there there's also this um and I'm not saying it's it's always easy I just there's a um there's a simpatico when he's on a writing job I'm walking the dog when I'm on a writing job he's walking the dog and so we there's a well,
2: there's a sharing there's a shared
1: understanding yeah. there I guess mm-hmm. but no I mean no a, a a long-term monogamous relationship is is hard and I think that part of the ease is that also he on my end, I do think he not puts up with a lot, but understands a lot. I mean, I was working 16 hours a day for the past four years. I can be a really messy person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, I'm not wifey. I don't really cook or sew. I mean, no one really expects anyone to sew anymore. So that's really I think. But he's more of the cook. And so I think there are things, there are elements of of me that he just either doesn't care about or or or, or doesn't. Maybe it's Make just He's just—I don't know. There's just an acceptance there, but it's not. Thank no, gosh. I mean the house. I, the the external stuff is hard. Like we're going through stuff with our house right now. It's mm. just a pain. In, it's just a pain in the
0: ass. Mm. There's a, mm. life will always get in the way. Yes, life will always get. Yeah. But it's you're, it's fabulous that you have someone. We got Rachel Bloom. We're gonna go to a break. We'll be right back after this.
3: One of our favorite things about talking about Squarespace is getting those great emails from you guys. Keep those emails coming to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com about your Squarespace websites and your experience. You guys can get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to Squarespace.com. And I'll get into the details of that in a minute because first I have a letter from Luke. He says, hi, Ru and Michelle. This is Luke from the Simple Press writing to say how much we love listening to you here, especially the hilarious over-the-top advertising segments like this one gets us through the long days of writing. When our founder, Roberta, was setting up our news site, she wasn't sure of what option to go for. But after hearing everything that you've said about Squarespace, we knew there was only one way to go. We were blown away, like we said you'd be, by the fabulous template choices and the website was up and running before we could say drag and death drop. Yas! Squarespace is our favorite platform aside from our platform heals, perhaps, and the best way for anyone looking to set up their own website. For daily news on arts, entertainment, world news, sports, and more, visit us at thesimplepress.co. That- Dot uk. That's TheSimplePress.co.uk. Thank you, Luke. And you guys, when you want that free trial with no credit card required, just go to Squarespace.com. And when you're blown away like Luke was and like we are, and you're ready to confirm a plan, use the offer code RU to get 10% off. Thank you again to Squarespace and keep sending in your websites to RuPaulPodcasts at gmail.com. That's Squarespace.com. Offer
0: code RU. Rachel Bloom is here. Crazy ex-girlfriend. Wes Covina. Wes Covina in the motherfucking Beautiful. house. So, what do you, so what's going on? What are you going to do next? The show has ended. Uh-huh. You're up for an Emmy. Two Emmys. Two Emmys. Two Emmys. So it happens. Hey. happens. So hey. What happens. I love that. What are you doing next?
1: It's a bunch of, you know how, it's a bunch of different stuff where it's, it hasn't, you know, there's stuff that hasn't been announced, and then it's also a bunch of general meetings where we'll see if it becomes a thing. Yeah. I have a book deal, so I am working on that. Yeah. I'm touring. Do you touring. know how
0: to read? Huh? Do you know how to no, read? No, well,
1: that's the first struggle. Yeah. What about writing? That's No, no, that's the second struggle. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm actively working on working on that. Right. Uh, I had to re-enroll. I had enrolled in preschool. I'm at Montessori right now. Right. Right. I now know how to count to ninety-seven. Oh, so that's it's really amazing. Thank you Good so much. You. I'm Good very proud. Very proud of myself. Thank you. Yeah. Um uh,
0: I'm So, so brave. you're doing all that stuff. Cause like what do I see you doing? Um this tell is me. my yeah, psychic tell me. power. Here I see you doing some type of a um, a sitcom again, another type of a sitcom, but it's a different format, like the way you described um, turning a song inside out and and doing, you know, like uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I think that is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is so your lane. I think you've branded yourself as that person who can take a genre and turn it inside out, and I think that's right up your uh, your your uh, pouch. Your Kangaroo Right at my kangaroo. Yeah. Kind
3: of marsupial pouch. Yeah,
0: exactly. So um, I'm thinking, uh, it's, again, it's fish out of water. And I'm, I'm using, I'm channeling now. I'm not channeling but Abraham. Do need
3: some paper and a, and a pen I, to I need a,
0: oh, give me some paper. He's looking pen. off into yeah. the distance, though. I'm, so I'm looking actually in the feels distance. like I'm getting a reading. It's you are rare. getting a reading. You're about to get read. Yeah. No, I see rabbits, rabbits. Rabbit Island. No, I think um, some kind of irreverent character. Oh, oh, I see. It's a role that was established as a man, just like in company, like we talked in company. It's an established role that you will take and you will, you'll star in it. And it's something that's been done before as, but a man played it and it's a sitcom. And I don't know what it is, um, but he's an irreverent man. Oh, I love, I kind of, I love this idea. It'll come to me before the end of this podcast. It will come to me.
3: Heaven can wait she can play
0: yeah but no the guy it's um the, the guy it's it's not the odd couple but it's kind of like it, it's not the that's that, in that same area but it's not two people it's not the odd couple but you're gonna play a um uh like the the man's role was he was kind of messy and he was kind of uh sloppy and gets out of gets in people's way but they love him so it's that what role? What TV You're role? You're saying like
3: not The Odd Couple? Not The
0: Odd not Couple. Not Oscar Madison. But it's kind of in that same. Not area. Archie Bunker. Not Archie Bunker. Not racist, which is good. no, no, it's not that. But <laughs> he's um, a, a womanizer. Wait, there is. Oh, it's coming to me. But let's let's talk about something. else. It'll come to me because it's a woman. It's a womanizer. But womanizer. it's going to be a, he's going to play a you. They switch the Messy roles. Womanizer. Yeah. A man? I don't
2: manager. know, but I do
3: love when you people, they flip the scripts like well,
1: that. Well, that's what made works. companies
0: so great. Yeah.
1: All the roles I want to play in musical theater are guys. I mean, I want to play Harold Hill in The Music Man. Because for so long, those were the more interesting parts. Yeah. So we're, we're We're men.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that and that's what we were talking about where you turn a song inside out and it takes on a whole other meaning. Like the way Company took yep. on a whole Company was meant to be a woman.
3: I liked it so much
0: it's more. It's so yeah. much better. It
3: was
1: really interesting cuz that's the pressures we place on women when you're getting married. You
3: need to make a decision. Those those pressures made a lot. Yeah, cuz no, no one a gives a sense. shit when a guy nobody puts the pressure on the men. Yeah. The to, pressure's always been on the woman. Yeah. And then to have just the guy sing the other songs that, you know, you could drive a person crazy. I loved that. Yeah. Well, I imagine that Sondheim wrote that partially because he was
1: feeling, I mean, I I feel like he was probably feeling pressure to settle down, (coughs) but but the- the other element of it is that he was gay, and it right. took him a while, I think, to come out. Mm-hmm. So people were like, "Steve, I imagine like Steve, when are you gonna like yeah, right. when are you find gonna a down? find a lady? When yeah. are you gonna and and
3: and then not getting married, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, and yeah. the confirmed bachelor thing. I'm sure people were. I don't know. This is all speculation. It's great speculation. Would you
0: know? Um, you okay
1: over there?
3: Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it through this. Okay. Um, you know who he was with during I think that time Sondheim. Who? Yeah. Tony Perkins. Anthony at Perkins. At that
3: time when he wrote He companies?
0: was? Yeah. What year was that? 70? Seventies. Yeah, that was around the time because he and Tony Perkins, didn't they write um, The Last of Sheila together? Yeah, Sorry, my I voice. I didn't
1: realize they were together.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew he was... Uh. No, he was... Uh, what?
1: And at one point, yeah, he was with his biographer. That was the guy that he was with for a long time. I didn't realize he was with Tony
0: He but. was with... Um, <clears throat> oh,
1: my God. Ru, please don't <clears throat>
3: die. I'm not going to die. Okay.
0: I just drank that water really fast. Um, he was with Anthony Perkins and they wrote the t- the movie The Last of Sheila together. You ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. It's got um, Diane Cannon, Raquel Welsh, James Mason. Yeah, it was a
3: murder mystery.
0: Yeah. Which is Who what he wanted it?
1: to do. I know he was he was about to quit musical theater and just do murder mysteries. Oh, really? Yeah, at some at a certain point <clears throat> he got very disillusioned by the musical theater world and then I think
3: could you imagine what it would be without Steven Sondheim? Have you met him?
1: I haven't. I'm a huge fan, and um, I, I hear he can be somewhat prickly. So well, I don't necessarily. The best are everybody can. The yeah. best
0: are
2: you That's know. So I
1: don't know if I need you know. I find when you meet people, it's it's never about them. It's about you and it's your it's about experience. your fantasy. Of I, I've them, gotten yeah. so much joy out of his work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's no need to. Make I don't him. need to
1: be another person who tells him how much he meant to me because no. he gets that. He, he knows it all the. Yeah. T- he gets that all the time. So there's a certain thing of I'm I'm okay. I wore to the Tonys a couple years ago a a shirt of uh, that was art of Sondheim smoking a blunt because Sondheim <laughs> smokes weed all the time and I love that he's this kind of musical theater god among the muckety mucks, but no one talks about how he's a complete stoner. Mm. Um, and I and I ran into a couple of friends of his, and they went, "Oh, Steve would Steve would like that shirt?" And I emailed them, and I said, "Listen, if he doesn't like the shirt, just don't tell me. Never, uh-huh. never email me. <laughs> back. Don't ruin yeah. it." Yeah. And I I can't tell. I, I did never hear back, so I'm like, I don't need to. His work is has meant so much to me. I, I've I've rarely have the urge to meet my heroes.
0: Yeah, we talk. No, it's about a good that idea. It's a good idea because <clears throat> it's like. It's like the silver screen at a movie theater and the projection. You're the projection and then the the star is the silver screen. Hmm. But you know, if in the dark and it looks great in your fantasy it looks great but if you turn on the lights in that movie theater and you walked over to that screen you'd see how friggin dirty is that a hole in it right there oh my god that is so ugly but you realize that the projection your fantasy what you project onto that screen is the magic Mm. that's the magic it comes from you and there's no real need to get in there with a microscope and look at see how dirty that screen is (laughs) right you know Right? and actually it's it smells. <laughs> it stinks like fish. There's j- there's jizz all Fishies over all it. Away. You know, so there's you know jizz all over. There's jizz all over a movie. movie. I don't know how it got there, but it's been up there for years. Oh. Uh, but you know, that's the thing. Uh, uh, you know, you know, we <laughs> here in Hollywood, we're looking out. Over the beautiful California. I can see Manhattan uh, Beach from yeah, here.
1: Yeah, we can. We can see Palos Verdes down <laughs> yep, there. Yep. This is a beautiful view.
0: It's a beautiful view. The thing is, um, there is we make magic. We make magic. So it's our job to absorb the ugliness of the world and to take it and, and uh, as um, alchemists, turn it into something beautiful hmm. with our work. You know, and you're so lucky and talented to be able to do the work that you love. Oh, How yeah. crazy is that no, it's
1: it's insane. I mean, I, I really feel especially the fact that I got to star on a musical show that I co-created oh. and the, and that I, I, I wrote songs for. It it truly is it feels like a third grader writing down their dream oh. in like an essay. It feels like a third grader being like, "I want to be a combination chess player, snake uh-huh. charmer, and then also design roller coasters, yeah. but also be a ballerina." <laughs> and that's happened for real. <laughs> no, I feel incredibly lucky, and yeah, I, I I feel so fucking fortunate. It's it's amazing. Which is why when when people who are fans of the show meet me, and they want to talk about what the show has meant to them, I I love it. But it is about. But it is fundamentally about their experience with the show yeah. but that's what you're saying is is you're a, you're their screen you're their yeah. projection you're their mirror
0: yeah yeah
1: and some people like have that urge which i i love and i love hearing stories of how my work or how the show has affected people's lives because you know you're on a set and it feels very small mm-hmm. and intimate and it doesn't dawn on you when you're doing it that so many people are going to watch this and be yeah.
2: affected. And I have a question.
3: Yeah. yeah. How because what again, big fan? I bought a lot of your music. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Yes, Thank no, you. it's I love like there's I love certain songs. I love them all, but there's ones that I had to I was motivated to go and buy because they cracked me up. But when I would watch it, I would think, how did you do that? Would you record? So musical numbers one day, and did you do multiple musical numbers in a day? Yeah. So it was a, it was a, it was a really, it was a, it was a very hard process. So Aline Brosh
1: McKenna ran the writer's room. Aline, what? Aline Brosh McKenna, who the co-creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh-huh. uh-huh. who also wrote the movie The Devil Wears Prada. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, we Bought a Zoo. Many other uh-huh. yeah, prestigious familiar. movies. We're uh-huh. familiar. Um, so she ran the the writer's room. So there would be a little bit overlap when I'd be in the writer's room. But for the most part, I was shooting while the writer's room was going. And then the songwriting process was separate. So, But the way that we filmed the songs was we would, during pre-production of a given episode, we would record the, the music, which had already been Audio. written. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd, do, we'd do the voiceover recording and then we'd film it on a later date. And so usually a musical number took up day, a half day or a day if it was really, really elaborate, sometimes a day and a half. Mm-hmm. But we really had to jam it in there, which is why all the shots had to be very specific. So mm-hmm. every musical number was shot listed within an inch of its life. I scripted most of the songs. So even the songs I didn't have as much of a hand in writing, I would script them because it was like, you know, you you want close up on this joke right here, right now. Um, and so we'd always get a master, we'd always get a wide, but then we would go in for some very specific shots because we didn't we didn't we didn't have time to shoot the shit out of it like you would a music video where you get all different angles mm-hmm. on everything at all times mm. it had to be really
0: really specific
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so earlier you talked about, we talked about the music licensing when you would sing a song that was written by someone else we never remember. did you never did no well, how we never had all, to pay we no, never had but, to pay for licensing
3: but I have a question yeah <laughs> because a lot of them, we're similar to a uh-huh. chorus line, similar to before he cheats, similar to. So was it different enough that you were able to get away with it? So yes, sometimes,
1: occasionally when we were doing stuff that was so one-to-one, CBS would get a little paranoid mm. and it and it all depended upon if the state was litigious or not. And so in the Cats episode, because uh, we did a whole parody of Cats about Rebe- the state of Rebecca's vagina, mm-hmm. uh, they were very... Andrew Lloyd Webber's very very can be a very litigious it's his estate or whatever is very litigious so we didn't we still don't sell any of those songs. We uh-huh. don't make money off of any of those songs even though cuz I used to write on the show robot chicken which is all about parody. So I yeah. know a fair amount about parody law and yeah. what you have to say in order for something to pass as a parody. So technically all of those songs in that in in that episode count as Parody because it's so one-to-one, which is why you'll count in the episode. You you have there are little parts where I say, like, oh, this uh this infection is ruining my vagina, just like cats ruin musical. So that's like a parody commentary that we yeah. added after to, to earn it. Yeah. The sound of like stuff, I mean, the thing is there are what, there are 12 notes. Mm-hmm. So unless it's exact, you can't it's tricky. It's really, really tricky. It's really tricky and the blurred lines lawsuit has made people very skittish. Mm-hmm. Um we didn't often have to use the parody law excuse be, because we were a adja- we were always like adjacent. Mm-hmm. It was adjacent. It was everybody. always like it was well, you it was always, always tell that Rachel. Of, of course. And that's the point is like is it because it was a show rooted in someone trying to fit herself into boxes that didn't fit and everyone around her trying to fit themselves into boxes that didn't fit, it had to hearken to something. Right. Yeah. In order for for the musical numbers and the way that we were doing them to make sense, mm. but yeah, like what counts is like parody. What counts is technically an original tune. It's really, really, really tricky. well. They're all originals. No, no, they're they're all they're all originals. But like um, I now hear what you're saying. You know, don't be a lawyer, which was this song in the last season, which was uh, the that song was really spearheaded by Adam Schlesinger- that song has a, a lot of similarities to a couple of Bobby Brown songs, but it's just different yeah. enough. Yeah. But it's really tricky. I mean, when you start to get into music law and actually like we we got on the phone a couple times with a musicologist where he literally is analyzing every single little fragment of a melody, but it's like standards and practices too. Yeah. Like standards and practices is not an exact, I, I dealt a lot with SP over the past four years hmm. and- a lot of the stuff's open to interpretation because they're just trying to avoid uh, a claim by the FCC. Right. Right. So
0: it's all you know. the law The law is fascinating. Well, so what you're really <laughs> saying is that <clears throat> you guys got lucky.
1: Yes, we, we got lucky, but also we flew under the radar. Yeah. I mean we we had a we had a Beach Boys song. No, well, no, the melody was different. The melodies were all different but enough you on tell. that. Yeah, but no yeah. one's suing us.
2: No good. one. No. No. One so no.
1: Not Woods.
0: Thank God, no one's suing. But you know. I, in, in in any other in another time, it, it could it could have very easily gone down that road.
1: Yes, and CBS was very mindful, which is why there are certain songs we don't sell. There are certain yeah. songs they they they're they're mindful of that. Um, but it was yeah, it was always you know like it was always treading the line. Yeah, it yeah. well that's it. that's it's
0: fantastic. Yeah. Rachel Bloom is a actress, writer, comic. Does it all. And uh you'll be seeing her in this sitcom uh that was
1: Oh god, I did st- you think of footage?
0: starring a man
1: uh <laughs> that Rachel Bloom as
0: the man redoing it and it's not uh Felix uh it's not Oscar not Oscar Madison uh, Madison, it's not that, it's something else, but it's it's a men's it's a man's role that he's a womanizer but she gets to play a woman she gets to, she's oh she gets to play a woman thank god yeah oh. uh and that's what it is you'll be seeing her in that and lots of other stuff i'm also
1: on tour right now there is a there is a little i'm going on the road every month on where
0: head. where do people find the tour Just dates Go on on
1: my website racheldoesstuff.com
0: Ra- racheldoesstuff.com i also if
1: you live in la i have a monthly residency at largo at largo down yeah. here on on yeah v- Fairfax. Fairfax. Uh, yeah, it's on Fairfax. Or uh, is it on La Brea? Oh, no. It's on La Brea. It's on La
0: Cienega. It's on La oh, Cienega. La Cienega. Thank Largo you. Margo is on Los, La Cienega. Cienega. Yes. It <laughs> was on Fairfax. It's right at La Cienega. And I know the street, but I can't think I of it. I want to come. Now. You do
1: a one-woman show thingy? It's I change it up every month. I just have a what, residency what where nice. I try out new shit. It's every. It's usually. Every, it's, a, it's the. I forget what. But it's like a, usually a Tuesday night. But it's and like so does it was, is it at
0: eight thirty or or seven? It's like at eight. Doors at open seven thirty. I think I could stay up, stay up
2: late.
1: Are you that sure?
0: Night. That'd be fun. I don't know You're if I You're usually in, in bed by eight, kiddo. Yeah, um, really? I can maybe I
1: it's can up stay up. Up at three up o'clock, one in night. Morning, you, o'clock
0: in the morning. For work, do you get up at three for work? I get up work that because I'm old. She
3: just pops up. I just yeah. get up,
0: you know. Um, I this morning I got up at three. Do you work? Do you are you one of those people who work out every day? I work out at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah,
3: You look great. So
1: that makes
0: sense. uh, I like, I like waking up, but I could stay up late. I'll just take a nap in the afternoon. Look
3: Great.
1: Yeah. That'll
0: be it. All right. So thank you, Rachel Bloom. You've been wonderful. You've been
1: wonderful. Thanks for having me in your lovely, beautiful house.
0: It's great to have you here. And, uh, uh, mazel to your husband and your <laughs> thank parents. You.
2: Thank you
0: at the Barnes and Noble. And Watch <laughs>
1: Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on, on Netflix. Netflix. Mazel to Michelle on her on her beautiful natural breasts. Thank you. Yes. And I her natural her natural nipples that I'm looking at. Yes. Yes. Look at yes. That.
3: yes.
2: There you it's
0: go. gorgeous. So I if
3: teenage titties. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So thank you and Michelle and thank you until next time. Yes, I my, my darling. Do, Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get a an name man And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna
2: love somebody else? Amen.